Well, that's one way to do it, ladies and gentlemen, and we're doing it and doing it well. Good morning, and you're listening to This American Podcast, Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. We come to you this morning, Friday, May 5th, 2017, high above Old Town Scottsdale in the ComedySchools.com studios. We are on the fifth floor of the Scottsdale Financial Center, which is uh, located deep in the heart of Old Town you know, I realize if anybody wants to assassinate me, I'm giving them exact directions. <laughs> you know, exact directions. Yes, you are. Yeah, <laughs> how to um, how to find me and uh, and do me in. Um, and uh, um, your guy from the my homeowners. Guy, my guy from the homeowners. Yeah, I uh, I went to a homeowner association meeting last night, and um, a drunk flipped me off. So um, <laughs> uh, the guy was drunk. These landscapers suck. Now I'm a professional landscaper, and he was drunk, and it was like. You know, and uh, um, I said something to him, and then later on I looked over at him, and he flipped me off, and I stopped the meeting and said, hey, come here to be flipped off. And then he goes, uh, I didn't flip him off. I don't know what he's talking about. And then an older lady sitting like two seats down from me goes, I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, you never quite leave where you the, never quite leave the classroom, ladies and gentlemen. Where was this at? This was at a, a, a homeowner association meeting for uh, uh, Shirley and I live in the entertainment capital of Arizona, which is Maricopa, Arizona, mm-hmm. and we live in. And if you don't believe me, uh, Fall Gap once did a free concert out there about a year ago. Oh, nice! And that proves without a doubt that we are the entertainment capital. Fog Hat, ladies and gentlemen, free. Fog Hat free in Maricopa. Any place else you pay, but they were paying. They were paying homage to the fact that we are such a uh, uh, an entertainment center. So I went to uh, our monthly homeowners association meeting, where you get to see how other people spend your money uselessly. And uh, <laughs> and a drunk flipped me off. Mm. So um, anyway, we got a great show for you this morning. Uh, we do, we do, we do. Uh, in uh, later on at 10 a.m., we'll be hearing from Jerry Roca. Jerry Roca is performing all weekend at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. That's Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, 5350 East High Street. Rick was the one who told me. He goes, you know, you don't need to give a website anymore, phone number, or anything. Just tell people to Google House of Comedy. And it is a, a very uh, a much more simple way to be able to find things. So um, Google House of Comedy, and you'll be able to find out about how you can purchase tickets. See this very, very funny man. He's been on Conan. Uh, he's uh, toured with Gabriel Iglesias. He was on Gabriel Iglesias' Stand-Up Revolution. He was on uh, Last Comic Standing. And when you watch his videos on your device, you will understand why, because he is uh, rootin' tootin' funny. He is at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Before we uh, dive into it here, I want to give a special thanks to our friends at the Tempe Improv because they hosted what is now an annual event, which is a uh, fundraiser for the uh, uh, the local Democratic Party here in the state of Arizona. It is for Legislative District 18 and 26, and two years running now, they have hosted it. It started out as kind of a small affair and like a, a little um, uh, second-run movie house off of a uh, kind of a, a back in a mall somewhere where only about 60 people came, and now uh, several hundred people come out to this event, and we had a great time there. Very funny people who uh, gave their time and dedication. The comics were uh, myself, uh, along with um, Arthur Belkine, uh, Floyd Haas, uh, Jill Kimmel, Greg Freiler, and Jonathan Gregory. I think I covered everyone there. I think, And also on the stage... Um, a young man, Zach Galley, who's a very funny guy, who's also the president of the Young Democrats uh, at Arizona State University. And I gave him a lecture. 
Danny. Danny Garcia mm-hmm. is in, in Shirley. I gave him a lecture mm-hmm. because he was wearing brown shoes. He's 20. And you could, the intelligence and the talent just kind of, just kind of emanates up this young guy. And uh, he's kind of a high strung, kind of funny guy. And uh, he was wearing brown shoes and they were scuffed. They were scuffed up. Dress shoes, scuffed up. And similar to my brown dress shoes. And what I did was, I looked at him and said, you can't, I says, you can't go around like that. <laughs> he goes, what I get? I go, you can, are you going to go out in front of people with your shoes looking like that? I said, people <laughs> are going to see you with these shoes on. I said, you're a man, a young man on the rise, and then people are going to look in the eye and go, this young man's got something going, and then if their eyes drop and they see your shoes, they go, no, <laughs> nothing going. And then he claimed that he did shine his shoes. I said, there's no evidence of it from his shoes. Mm. And then I gave him a lecture on how, and I just, you know, the, the, uh, the art of the shoe shine is a lost art. Mm. It's an absolutely lost art. Mm. Uh, my father, at one time when he was in his very early teens, actually supported his family yeah. shining shoes. His father, I think, had uh, uh, succumbed to, uh, uh, had the Irish flu, if you know what that is. What is that? It's being a drunk. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and his mother uh, had hurt her back, or it was mm. vice versa. And uh, this was back in the uh, 40s, and there was no way to, uh, to get any money. And my dad went out and shined shoes and made enough money for uh, for rent, to pay the rent on their apartment. Oh. So uh, shining shoes is not anything that is taken lightly uh, in the history of Visics. <laughs> Well, back then people wore nice shoes. They like, did wear. I think the I think the tennis shoe fucked it all up for everybody. The tennis, you're right. The tennis shoe, the sneaker, whatever, whatever moniker you want to lay on it, yeah. the high top. Yeah. So I so for people who don't know, do you know how to properly shine a shoe, Dan? Uh, no. I, uh, I I remember as a kid, I did have a one black shiny shoe, one dress yeah. shoe, yeah. and we had this little spongy thing. Yeah. And no, no yeah. it was just no. Yeah. No, that's See, past my time. You're making yeah. me sick. I'm sorry. Sick to my stomach. You know, you know who ruined it? Who? That goddamn Rocky Balboa. He put on those uh, Chuck Taylor Converse ever yeah. since. That's boom. Till this day, they're still in style. You don't see Stallone running around wearing those when he's running around Hollywood, though. No. <laughs> Let me explain to you the proper way to shine a shoe. Mm. Okay, here's what you do. You don't get that spongy thing where you squeeze it on and it's all wet. Yeah. Okay, that does nothing. That's like, that's like you know, it's it's like slapping pancake makeup on. It's it's no good. It doesn't help the sh- it, it it doesn't help the shoe. <laughs> By Leather, the way, you're, you're showing your age right now with the shoe shining thing. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> let me point this out. I want to bring back the steam powered locomotive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but more and more people are starting to wear a dress shoe again. That's true. Like this young man who wants to go somewhere in life, Zach Galley, and is going to go nowhere <laughs> if he doesn't have properly shined shoes. No. As a matter of fact, here's the real measure of a man. Yeah. You look, and if the if the front of the shoes are polished, but the back is scuffed up, he's a punk. Stay mm. away from him. Do not invest. Do not hire anything mm. if the front is polished, but the back is scuffed. Here's how you probably shine a shoe. You get a can of Kiwi, Kiwi shoe polish. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, when you open it, you get, it's got a little key on the side. You pop it, and when you open it, it's kind of hard. You don't just take a rag and rub it in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. What you do is you put a little drop of water on the top of it. And then you get yourself a match or a lighter and you put it under the can so that it begins to heat up the shoe polish. And the water works into the polish and makes it supple. Okay? Mm. Then you get your rag, a good rag, okay? A good shoe shine uh, polishing rag. 
and you work it and you work it. You see what I'm doing there? That's, you do it right, hmm. like so many things in life. Okay, you work it right, and then you kind of work it onto the shoe. Okay, you rub it on with a firm yet smooth glide all over the shoe. You take the shoelaces out, okay, and then you make sure that the entire shoe is covered. The shoe will then look dull. It'll look dull. Yes. Now, what do you think you do with the shoe right after that, Dan? Uh, you get yourself a pair of Converse. No. Oh, no, or, or no. Okay, what do you okay. think after you after you after you've applied a liberal but not a an extreme amount of shoe polish on the shoe? What do you think you do immediately afterwards? I would assume you let it dry. You do. You are absolutely okay. correct. Okay. All right. You let that shoe sit, and then I'm a professional. You begin to work on the other one. But when you're finished with the other one, you pick the other one, and then you buff. And you don't buff hard because you don't want to cause scra- scratches. But if you do it like that, the leather will stay alive. The leather will never crack. Okay? So I had explained this to Zach Galley, and I hope I, one of these days when you look up and you see they're talking about Governor Zach Galley or Senator Zach Galley, okay, and they do a shot of him and they see him walking up the Capitol steps, mm-hmm. look down and you'll see his shoes are clearly shined. Yeah. However, if one night you hear a madman stood on the roof of a Circle K screaming and throwing rocks, go, but I still love her! <laughs> and it's Zach Galley, and then you, and they show a full shot, and you see that he's got scuffed up shoes, you'll know why. Yeah. Okay. That's He'll how have the front polish with a back scuff. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> then, then he's just, like, you know, managing a Chili's or something. <laughs> 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 okay, you know who we got in studio right now? You know who I've been talking to? Let me explain to you the uh, layout of the room this morning. Uh no, I'm not. Should I go live? Yeah, why not? Okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna go live on Facebook yeah. right now. Have evidence of your crimes. Okay, <laughs> we won't be able to have. We won't have uh, uh, Danny on though. We'll just have me. You move your little thing. Uh, okay. That's uh, uh, all right. I don't need to be seen. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Let's see if I can do this right. We're trying to set up to go on Facebook Live now. Uh, let me get up here. I just got the right kind of selfie stick too, so that I can do this. Ew. Um, now you can take uh, a selfie of your shoes. Uh, yeah, but see, that's not. Yeah, now we we got big problems. Yeah, uh, yeah. And if I go sideways, here I could. Here, let's go sideways, and let's go here. There you go. Okay. So, um, okay. Can you see this? Does this look all right? Because I can't see it now because I'm looking at you. Um, I got to stand here in order to be in the frame. Okay. All right. Shirley's gonna look, but I haven't gone live yet. Okay. There you go. There we go. All right. I think I comb my hair for once. You know what? We're going for it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to scoot it a little bit here. Hey. All right. So now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, two ways to uh, access this morning's show. And one is on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. All you have to do is type that in your browser and then click the Mixler app on that website. Or go to Facebook because we are now on Facebook Live. We are absolutely live right now. And what you have a good view of is this morning's guest, which is Danny Garcia. Let's welcome him to the room. Hey, hey. I've yeah. never been a guest anywhere. This is great. I know, I know. This is uh, uh, one of the great things about, uh, one of the things that I enjoy about what I do, and there's many things I enjoy about what I do, mm. one of the things is that we oftentimes are, we are the discoverer. We are, we are, the, we are the Juan Ponce de Leon mm-hmm. of stand-up comedy. We find truly the fountain of youth. You know, and comedy, the gift of laughter keeps us all young. Uh, uh, we are able to have people on their, their first stand-up show <laughs> and oftentimes on their first podcast or radio show. And this morning is the inaugural uh, podcast uh, as a guest for uh, Danny Garcia. So uh, we're yeah. glad to have you here, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me out, man. It was, you know, 
I was just gonna stay home and eat some eggs. So there you go. But Hard I'm boiled like, or what are you? Ah, I'm, I'm I'm lame. I just scramble them. You scramble your eggs? Yeah, it's just the easiest thing to do. I tried making an omelet and I fucked it up. It's it, it's too much work. It's and too I, you know what an omelet is? It's just a tighter scramble. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you're putting in so much work for something you're going to eat in five minutes, you know? Yeah. 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 But uh, when you think a hard-boiled egg is easier, you just toss it in the, into water. Yeah. It, it, it is. But I don't know. It's boring. I like eating my food with a fork. You know, hand foods are they're obnoxious. Oh, you don't like hand foods. Yeah. Like, I like sandwiches. I just hate eating them with my hands. Do you, do you use a fork? Do you cut a sandwich up with your knife and fork and eat it in small bites? I can't. No, maybe at home. But I, I can't do it at a restaurant. People look at you like you're an asshole. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They I, toss you out. Some guy with a shoes that are polished in the front, but not in the back. Yeah, right. <laughs> throw you out, and, and nobody wants that. Mm. So you're, uh, you got a cool event coming up tonight. Why don't you tell us about that? Oh, tonight, tonight. Well, tonight, Tempe Center for the Arts. It's our Cinco de Mayo comedy show, and I will be performing along with a lot of other, uh, a lot of other, uh, with other, um, um, I guess you would say Hispanic comedians. I don't know. What's the La- proper term nowadays? Latino? I don't know. Yeah, yeah Latino. I, you know, you, I, would, you would know better than me. Well, as a certified beaner, I don't give a shit. But, like, <laughs> it, it's every, everybody's touchy about the subject. You know, you know what it is? It's other people that aren't part of that race telling you what you should call a certain race. It's, it's sort of yeah. weird. Yeah. Like, Latino. I never, I never, I, I've been around Mexicans my whole life, and never once have we gathered and said, all right, team meeting. This is what we want to be called now. It's like uh, you never had a, a group conscious. No, no. I think the most they ever asked for is like we just want to sit next to you at a Denny's. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cinco de Mayo has become um, uh, through uh, in an organic way, uh, uh, maybe in a uh, in a hops and grains way, a, uh, a, a sort of a holiday in the United States. Hmm. And what it's celebrating is a. Uh, um, a victory in a small battle by the Spanish army over the French mm-hmm. uh, in, I believe, 1862. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not widely celebrated in... Uh, oh, they don't give a shit in, about it in Mexico. You say Mexico or Mexico? Uh, How do you say it? I say Mexico. You say I'm, Mexico. A, I'm American, sir. You're American. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not uh, 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 widely uh, celebrated there. Yeah, but it's, it's become a big celebration here. It's it's the... Yeah, it's... Uh, the, what was it? The Battle of Puebla? And yeah. All right. I, I, I looked it up. I, I was wondering oh, okay. why it's a, a little research. Yeah. Why, why is it a big deal here in America? And because um, yes. Mexico doesn't really care. But I, I guess the reason it's so big here, because it was the first time this country noticed, it, it took notice that Mexico was resisting the French rule. It was the Maximilian. first. Yeah. There were, it was the first time Mexico told the French, we're done, we're fighting back. So I think the reason we celebrate Cinco de Mayo in this country is not because we lo- have a love for uh, Mexican culture, but because it is another day where we could say fuck you to the French. <laughs> I think until this day, and we've been ever since 18, 1862, we keep doing it every fucking year, once yeah. a year. We sell beers and piñatas, and every day is just that, that we're, we're just digging that knife a little deeper in the liver that is the French. <laughs> <laughs> the pate. Yeah. The pate of the French. So, uh, uh, regardless of how it became... Mm-hmm. A uh, holiday here in America, or a uh, day of celebration. It is now one. Mm. So we are uh, having the show, uh, the um, uh, Cinco de Mayo comedy celebration at the Tempe Center of the Arts. Mm-hmm. You're on it. Um, um, Bob Rocky is on the show. Bob mm. Rocky, let's look over and see who's... Um, all right, so uh, we were just checking something out over here as far as... Uh, um, I was seeing if Bob was actually watching. But Bob's mm-hmm. driving around. He's up in Globe. 
God knows what Bob Rocky's doing in Globe. Mm-hmm. People said to me, why you put Bob Rocky in the show? What people don't know, and I'm going to reveal it here on the show, his real name is Robert Aguirre. Oh. Okay, and he is uh, um, he is uh, partially Latino. Oh. You know, so he's is, on the show. Is he one of those Richie Valens situations where he had to change his name or... Yeah, yeah, no. it, it, but don't ask him to sing La Bamba. La Bamba. For God's sakes, never say to Bob, hey, sing La Bamba. He goes ape shit. He gets violent. Mm. He ends up back in prison. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 little known right. fact about Bob Rocky, who has been to prison. Mm. Uh, one of the reasons, the original reason he went was somebody asked him to sing La Bamba, La Bamba mm. and... Uh, and he uh, busted a cap in your ass. Oh shit! Yes. Oh yes. wow, that's crazy. So, yeah. that, so all right. If I if I meet the man, I'm not gonna ask him to sing La Bamba. God no. And another. Uh, and I'm not gonna allow him to get on the airplane with a man with the last name Holly. Okay. That's with, exactly <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or even with a chick named Holly. Okay. <laughs> or also never ask him to sing Holly Holy by Neil Diamond. Oh. Holly Holy. Uh, he's on the show. Uh, you know, he's on Mondo Man. Mondo Man. Man, uh, Armando Placentia. Is, uh, um, I don't think I know him. Oh, he's, he's a very funny guy. Mm. He supposedly, and I want to ask him about this tonight. We can talk about next week. Uh, has beef with another local comic who I like. Mm. Okay, this is one of the uh, issues that you run into in the local comedy scene. Is uh, there'll be there'll be beef? Yeah. Between uh, two comics, uh, Amando Man, who's a very very funny guy, and yeah, a, we're like rappers, but we yeah. can't fight. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Like rappers without guns yeah. or a good left hook or anything yeah. or like a cool grill. <laughs> you know, uh, he and Jorge Ruiz, who's a very funny guy who uh, we've used before, and I've always liked Jorge a lot. Yeah, I know uh, Jorge. They had some beef going. And mm. I I suspect, okay, yeah. that it is manufactured beef to help get people, because they were both on the same show last night. Mm. I think it's manufactured beef to get a little heat going. We're going to ask Mondo, because one thing, Mondo, if you ask him an honest question, he'll give you an honest answer. <laughs> so uh, we'll find He's on the show tonight. Michael Cardoza's on the show yes, tonight. Yes, I know Michael you know very Michael. well. I love Michael. He, he, did, he, he, he does a lot of cool videos, Michael Cardoza. Yeah. Were you involved in a bunch of you get together and, and shoot some stuff not too long ago? No, no, not me. But not you? I, I know he was, uh, there's other uh, comics. Lee Houck? Yeah. Yeah. DJ Payne. I haven't seen the video. Uh, I don't know when it's going to be released, but I, I shit. I hope it's funny. You know, yeah. You know, I mean, I know it'll be funny. It's yeah. It's, it's fucking them. They're funny. They're funny people. So I got a question for you. Uh, yeah. who, wait, wait. Who else is on the show tonight? So it's Cardoza. Alex Mar- Ramirez. Alex Ramirez. Yeah, Alex. I keep yeah. Alex, who is a very funny guy who um, um, moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. And is uh, uh, doing doing what you got to do. Yeah, he moved to uh, my neck of the woods, La Puente. La Puente, yeah. So not really Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I told him he should move to Hollywood. He goes, I'm moving to La Puente. Shirley, you're looking at me like with... Guillermo Robles. Guillermo Robles is on oh, the show. Guillermo. Guillermo, yes. Good old Guillermo. Yeah, so and there's always there's always some controversy <laughs> about how you, um, how you pronounce his name, whether it's Guillermo or Guillermo. Uh, we're in America. It's Guillermo. In America, yeah. Guillermo. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so would I know, he be? We're gonna piss off the cook at Taco Bell, but <laughs> uh, whatever. Would he be Guatemalan or Guatemalan? Uh, I would say with a W, Guatemalan. Yeah. yeah. Wa- wa- Guatemalan. It's wa- not. You know, it's more fun to say yeah. it like that. Guatemalan. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. Guatemalan. Sounds guacamole. It sounds. It sounds. You know what? It sounds sexy. What? If you go oh, Guatemala. Hey, you know what? I am. I'm Guatemalan. Yeah. That. I am Guatemalan. Oh, Guatemalan. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, 
So he's on the show. So it's a great lineup. That's a false st- Hollywood stereotype that those accents are sexy. Well, yeah, but I mean, if it turns someone on. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, you, you see a guy at Home Depot, does he talk like that? Like, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> he might. He's like, oh, I got you a three. Like, you know, try, yeah. try getting hard to that. You know, I mean, some. here's the thing. For, for uh, uh, Americans, there's certain accents. Yeah, Americans like accents. Yeah. We like the Irish. That's true. Yeah, and we like the British. Yeah, if I hear a British accent, it, it does something for me. Yeah, does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I hear Eddie Izzard, I can... <laughs> Got to change the sheets. You chub up? <laughs> Got to <laughs> change the sheets. <laughs> oh. mm. Uh, what about uh, uh, Russell Russell Brand? Uh, Russell Brand? Mm. Uh, no, he's allowed to. Uh, that's uh, yeah. He speaks that scumbag. Uh, uh, he's in a movie I like. Yeah, I get a kick out of. There's two movies. His accent is uh, how do you call it? I guess his his accent is our version of uh, you know like the South. I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah you say like, he's like hillbilly. Yeah, not Wales. Where I don't, there's a I, f- I forget the region of. Yeah, of, of the UK there that where they consider their uh, I guess their version of the South I would say maybe South England no 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 <laughs> <laughs> their version yeah. of the South is actually more North oh really I think so yeah um, I w- could be absolutely wrong uh, are you getting your information from that movie Snatch <laughs> 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 Russell Brand's a movie I like called uh, 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 Saving Sarah, uh, Sarah Marshall or something. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that was that was good. I, it's one of those movies I get a kick out of yeah. whenever it's on, and I watch some of it because there's some very funny performances. Yeah, just like there's another goofy movie on right now. What is that? So and so and so so need wedding dates, and it's got uh, 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 Z- Z- Zach Efron. Who's in that? Anyway. Oh, No, no, where, where they need wedding dates to go to their sister's oh. wedding in Hawaii. Oh, Adam, Adam, uh, he was in Workaholics. Adam, yeah, whatever the Adam guy. Yeah, they're they're goofy movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have nothing to do with any experience I've ever had. You know, it's not even my generation. <laughs> and I watch and I go, this is funny stuff. They're really, they're really, uh, they're doing a good job. Yeah. So uh, Russell Brand though is in the Sarah Marshall movie. Yeah. So um, no, he was good in that. I, I like Russell Brand. It's just his accent, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. you know, and, and we get to see some of uh, uh, Jonah Hill's early work. Mm. You know, yeah. we get to we get, we begin to see the emerging genius. Yeah. That is Jonah Hill. Before he became the serious actor. Yeah. He's taking the. I think he's taking the Tom Hanks route. You know, he started off funny and then he worked his way into the serious movies. I, I think he's just going to stick with that. Do the, he's one of those guys who's lost a lot of weight, too. Yeah. You know, sometimes you see um, uh, someone who enters the public eye and they are um, overweight. Yeah. Okay. And then they lose a lot of weight and therefore they kind of lose their popularity because yeah. there was something about them that way yeah. that people uh, found uh, appealing mm-hmm. there was a who's the female comic who was real dirty who was real oh, overweight lisa lampanelli, lisa lampanelli yeah. yeah and she lost all that weight and just fell off the face of the earth man mm. you know nothing she started dating white dudes and lost weight and yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> but she said it from the beginning the more weight she loses the, the whiter she's gonna go the lighter she's gonna go in skin <laughs> <laughs> so, it's pretty good well you know jonah weight he lost Jonah Wait, Jonah Hill. He lost weight in the in the right way. Like he he, uh, he he's starting to look sexy. Like he grew that little beard. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't become that weird. You know, like when Al Roker lost weight and his yeah. stayed big. Yeah, and, but he has that 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 he shriveled body. He he looks he looks like a balloon. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, like a balloon? Yeah, a balloon. <laughs> you were trying to say yes. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Mike and Dave need wedding uh, dates. Okay. That's a funny movie. I was they're no. pra- they're practically the same movie, but it's they're still funny. Yeah. It's there's but there's like a comedic imp style that is like popular in movies right now. You saw yeah. it in uh, what's the one about uh, uh, with the sorority? Uh, is that neighbors where they like the fraternity? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, with Seth Rogen. Yes. You know, and it's a style I like. I, I yeah. think I think it's going to fade. You know, the uh, the sort of improvis- improvisational style yeah. that's using those, but it, it's funny stuff. I look, I enjoy it. I get a kick out of it. Yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff. Who has? Zach Efron. Oh yeah. Now Zach Efron is a guy who kind of started out as a teen heartthrob. Yeah. You know, you know this. Yeah. You probably have his poster. I do. <laughs> I want it to be that. And now I'm this. <laughs> it's like twenty three thousand calories a day, just trying to, you know, he's just muscles on top of muscles. The, you know what? You know what? That can be the title of your uh, autobiography. I wanted to be that. I want to be that. Now I'm this. Now I'm this. <laughs> Yeah, shows me alone with a shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Well, I, you know what I want to say to you, and I've said this to you in private before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and show anybody, it to me. Yeah, show it to me. <laughs> I'm so lonely. I know. <laughs> and then I showed it to him, and he said, "Put it away." <laughs> if he was if so no one sees <laughs> it, it never happened. Yeah. It's awful. Why haven't you? I, I have urged you. Mm-hmm. I have urged you, and I don't urge this of everyone. Uh, and I and I usually don't give this kind of advice. I've urged you to move to Los Angeles because mm-hmm. um, I think that on a multitude of levels, you have as a better chance than many to do something in the industry. Are you still planning on moving to Los Angeles, or are you reaching a level of like comfort and joy here that you don't want to um, uh, remove yourself from? Uh, uh, I think I'm. Uh, I don't know if I'm experienced joy here. I am comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess the plan is to move to Los Angeles, but at the same time, it's just, it, uh, fuck, man, that, that life over there. I, I feel like I'm just going to blend into a sea of other people that are trying to do the same shit I am, you know? And, and You will. Uh, yeah. You know, that is a problem for a lot. Uh, you know, we, we got such a great uh, comedy scene here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So many uh, um, uh, very talented people mm-hmm. in Arizona and so many opportunities for uh, people to work their talent, you know, the comedy clubs and, mm. and then uh, various one-nighters and, and what we do. So, um, and one of the uh, things that I've really begun to understand is that it becomes so much fun, why leave? You know, mm. I'm, I'm doing these shows, I have these friends, yeah. I'm part of this group, uh, uh, my straight job is, is paying enough for me to get by, and also because it's more affordable to live here, um, you can go and do things that would be uh, normally very expensive in New York or Los Angeles for a reasonable price. Uh, you can. We got an aquarium, hmm. you know, so you can go to the aquarium. Yeah. You, know, you don't have that in LA. You don't have like a big indoor aquarium and butterfly exhibit. It's because I have a goddamn beach. You don't need an aquarium. Yeah, I know. So uh, uh, Just go out there with a surfboard and have a shark take a chunk out of your leg. There you go. A little shark bite in the ass. Mm-hmm. Ass bit shark. <laughs> shark bite. Never mind. But, yeah. So uh, 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 that, and then when you do move to Los Angeles, and and I know many of the people have, there's a certain brutality to it, mm. you know, that uh, can be off-putting. So, uh, but still, still in all, uh, eventually, someone with uh, uh, a degree of talent has to think about Los Angeles or New York, mm. you know, uh, uh, or going on the road. 
I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's, you know, here's the thing. I have, um, uh, a long time ago, I, uh, there was a, uh, a group of young comics here in town, all of them very funny, all of them doing great, and they all decided en masse. There was about five to seven of them to move mm-hmm. to Los Angeles and came to me for, and it was during the housing boom of uh, the early, mid-2000s, mm. and suddenly had houses, and they sold them, and all of a sudden, they had like, they look at their bank account, and they had like $150,000, $175,000, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Okay, and uh, they all moved to Los Angeles, <coughs> and I told them under no uncertain terms, they go, you still got to live like you're poor. I said, live like you're poor, go to classes, go to workshops, uh, do open mic nights, network, you know, uh, work on your act, support mm. one another, and um, they just... It's hard when you're in your 20s mm. and you look, like they live like you're poor. And I started getting phone calls at night mm. and they, we're all at the improv, Tommy, come on down here. And it's like one o'clock in the morning. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going down there, guys. I live 30 miles from at the time when I lived in Los Angeles. Yeah. Tommy, we're all going to be famous, Tommy. And I watched them, you know what? They had the time of their lives yeah. for about 12 to 18 months. And then that, you also see that looking around when you go, I, I don't have any money and I don't have a job and I don't know what to do. And, and uh, um, uh, sell that change in them. So um, I still urge you to move to Los Angeles. Just yeah. uh, stay off the hard stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, that point taken. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But tonight we got a, we got a cool <laughs> show. Tonight we got a cool show at uh, um, uh, the Tempe what? Center for the Arts. Um, I, I want to get back to the networking thing. So Yes. What? I think Phoenix and LA have a different way of networking. Like over here in Phoenix, it's it's like, hey, uh, I know this funny guy. Maybe you should give him some time. Yeah. What's it like in LA? Is it a lot of kissing ass and doing drugs and like their idea of networking is like, hey, you and I do a bump of coke and then we'll talk about things. There's some of that. Yeah. There's some of that. You know, there's some of that anywhere though. I mean, you know, there's a multitude of ways. Um, eventually, you just have to get in front of the right people at the right time. You know, and then. Blow and the director. You, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> there's a point where they think they found you, yeah. even though you've been putting yourself in front of them for a long time. Yeah. They just hadn't noticed before. <laughs> and is the brutality of that. The other, the other weird thing about, about um, uh, Los Angeles, I think, for a lot of uh, aspiring artists, is when you see someone who you are quite sure you are more talented than they are, and possibly you are, yeah. and yet somehow, for some inexplicable reason, they then kind of get raptured up because it almost feels like it. I remember um, when I was um, when I was like in my twenties and I was going to an uh, an acting school, the Strasburg Institute, and there were there was a, a bunch of us and we were doing plays together, supporting each other in that, pooling our money to produce uh, at the time plays, you know, and uh, uh, all this stuff. And there were uh, boys and girls, and one of the girls was a girl named Amy Madigan. And Amy, all of a sudden, one day, got a part on a TV show, and then she got a play, and then she was, like, gone, in a sense, like, they're raptured up. Hmm. They disappear, and she married Ed Harris, and uh, many years later, is doing Broadway and doing films. And you don't really see the quantitative difference when you're all hanging out together, but someone else does, and maybe they see something that you would never see, and maybe sometimes they're the only one that sees it, but they then choose that person and move them forward. It's uh, uh, a... Fred Roos, who was a uh, uh, producer of the Godfather films, one of the producers, saw a talent in Rebecca De Mornay, you know, and uh, she was working as, a, as an intern on a movie, on a Francis Ford Coppola movie that went nowhere. Good movie, one from the heart. Hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, saw the talent where 
everybody who knew her, you know, uh, her peer group, it wasn't like she was demonstrably better than any of the other female actresses that we all hung out with. So that can drive people a little nuts, too. Because yeah. someone who doesn't seem that good or just seems as good as you, then they kind of skyrocket, and you're kind of still left standing there. You know, you're standing on the dock going, wait a minute, bring the boat back. Yeah. Bring the boat back. But if you can withstand those difficulties, yeah. uh, some cool things can happen. Yeah. I think I'm pretty good with rejection. Yeah. You're excellent. You know what? Mm-hmm. From what I hear about your personal life, you're excellent at rejection. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you dating anyone right now? Are you seeing anyone? Yeah, uh, just, What's yeah. his name? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm around here and there. But I've, I've been, I, honestly, this this past year, I just, I've been, I haven't been out much. I've been just focusing on this comedy thing, man. I just spend my free time writing and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I know people say you should have a social life, but I'm, I'm really enjoying that, that little amount of free time I have just writing my ass off and trying to come up with something different. You know what I... Uh, um, I go ahead. Yeah, I, I want to focus on that, get that a little established, and, you know, maybe I could focus on some dating. Or, I, I don't plan on getting married, but you never you know. Yeah. There was a, uh, mm-hmm. um, a very funny comic uh, from many years ago, became a, became a writer. Uh, Bob Nickman had a great line where you go on stage and go, I don't have a girlfriend right now, but I'm saving up to get a really good one. <laughs> 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 so uh, uh, you know what I uh, what I love about your stand up, um, you know, and I know I know you're the well. I've kind of followed your journey quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you write some incredible stuff, you know, and you've got like you've got that insight into a situation or uh, uh, an experience where you see what's right below the surface of it and kind of uh, express that in your in your writing. But when you hit the stage, man, you still would rather freeform. Wouldn't you? I mean, when you hit the stage, yeah. you want to say what's in your head at that moment as opposed to what you prepared. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It, uh, the the punchline, then punchline joke. It, yeah. It, it just doesn't feel natural to me. Yeah. And I, and I know the stand-up thing is all new, but it, it just, I, I think about hanging out with my friends or my brothers. You know, you're in a conversation. Yeah. You just start riffing off the other guy's uh, whatever he said. Yeah. And like on stage, I just I feel like when I deliver the punchline and then I got to move on to the next one, it's it just feels too fabricated for me. Like I sure. almost feel like I'm unnatural. Funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At the same time, what I've noticed is that as you've dedicated yourself more to writing, mm-hmm. even though you're going to spin off that script, mm-hmm. that because the script that you're preparing has gotten better and better, yeah. it's actually turned your free form improvisational extemporaneous stuff on stage mm. it's made it even funnier and better yeah. because there is that backstory to it now yeah you know so uh i'm trying to uh i guess uh in, in terms of like marlon brando uh you know he, he was acting but it was natural you can tell he was reading lines yeah but right now i think i'm in like uh the keanu reeves stage where <laughs> 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 who do you like in town? Who will you, who will you go out to see in town? In town, um, God, there's there's a few. Uh, Anwar Newton's funny as fuck. Yeah, uh, I like Anwar, Gene Moore, Ernesto Ortiz. They always they always get me going. Yeah. I, I love if if they have a thing going. Jeff Picaretta. If if I get a chance, if he's doing some competition, I, I go out and support him. He was one of the first comics I met. Uh, I want to say five six years ago. Yeah, when I first wanted to do this shit. I, I met him. Uh, I saw him perform. He after the show, he got a beer. I just spoke to him, and it was. And after that, I just 
I just followed him. I'm like a fangirl of his. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a funny. He's a he's a funny funny guy. Uh, who else? Um, I like. Uh, I think Charles Charles Engels is real funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar with him, but yeah, I've heard his name. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it has a way. Um, he he hosts uh, an open mic, and uh, I just noticed. I, I like to I like to see how people's brain just just pick their brains and see how they sure. think. And, and he's a he's a guy when when he's not when he's hosting the show, he's able to take something that another guy said and then come up with his own thing real uh-huh. quick. Like he, he's real he's he's witty and uh, he's I, witty witty. I like wit. You like wit. And uh, th- there there's just some people that don't have it, which is fine. Uh, which, yeah. which is fine. But uh, you know if 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 you got wit, it, I'm I'm attracted to that. Now where are you from originally? Uh, Los Angeles. Are you originally from Los Angeles? Yes. Uh, La Puente. La, well, funny, not funny story. It's not a funny at all. But I, I grew <laughs> up in L.A. Uh, okay. Uh, northeast L.A., El Sereno. So just think of East L.A., but on the hills. So, okay. Yeah, shitty neighborhood. By the way, they're gentrifying it. It's going to get better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Expensive coffee shops. Kick up. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. But uh, I, I lived there for eight, eight years. And then we moved to La Puente for another four for uh-huh. the remainder of the four years. So from from eight to thirteen, uh-huh. uh, we lived in La Puente, and then we moved here because it was cheaper. And sure, my mom my mom's entire side of the family started moving here, so we we came out here. And I'll tell you what, fucking culture shock, man. Um, really? Yeah. Um, not some races. It's just I've never seen so many white people gathered. <laughs> one place it was it was weird it was weird because i was used to this uh community with you know it was it was just a bunch of mexican people and you know you you get a couple other colors sprinkled here and there sure yeah and then i moved here and it was like for a moment it felt like man I, i'm the only one but uh, 10 years has gone have gone by and it, it seems to be a good mix of people now there's a there's yeah. a yeah yeah we can all live together as brothers as brothers we yeah. can all live together as one <laughs> yeah we can all join hands and jump over the big ditch of life. <laughs> <laughs> I also, uh, you know, moving here, it, it did teach me that. Uh, it, God, this sounds corny, but you know, people are people. Like people, yeah. I, are you doing eighties tunes now? Yeah, no. people <laughs> are people, so why can't we see? That's Depeche Mode, right? It's Depeche Mode. Oh, yeah, yeah. A good. band I never liked until uh, they, they were no longer popular, and then I went, "Hey, not bad." Mm. Well, their early shit was really poppy. They got a little darker. In their later years, do you? Th- there's certain bands though. It's not that I don't like the band. It's I don't like the people who like the band. Yeah, yeah. So then, once the band is no longer popular, and then you kind of dig through and go, "How did I get a Depeche Mode CD?" Yeah, that's true. And yeah. then you put it on, and go, "Oh, this is pretty good." Yeah, yeah. Because you put up with it, like guys wearing eyeliner, going, "That's so sad." <laughs> you know, with Morrissey's head tattooed yeah. on their ass. Well, <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I grew up, I grew up with rap, and I remember I, I had that same feeling about DMX because every kid at school liked DMX, and I just hated the kids at school. So I was like, you know what, fuck DMX, I don't like his shit. Now that he's broke, and I feel bad for the guy, but I, I like his stuff now. I go back to his old music, and no one crashes and burns harder than rap singers, do they? Yeah. I mean, you see these guys rise up, you know, and and, and on their rise, there is all part of rap is sort of a, a, a hubris and arrogance. Yeah. And running around with your shirt off, showing off gold and. Mm. cursing and talking about how, how bad you are and how good you are in the sack and stuff yeah. and then they just kind of fall off a cliff you know i mean like yeah. dmx you know a, he's named after a dirt bike right i, <laughs> <laughs> I think so or yeah. or uh, a toaster oven yeah. just i still think coolio is relevant is coolio no 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 no, no. <laughs> I, 
I but I, I yeah, I like right I like Coolio. I come like, along and ride. That's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Um I don't know. I I, I haven't really listened to much new rap. I I, I kind of stopped listening to 10 years ago I just, yeah. I, just I, I didn't I didn't get the new stuff I don't you listen to hillbilly music now I, I, I'm I'm that guy I'm becoming that guy where like I'm used used to my era and my era was the best uh, you know they don't make gangster rap like they used to like back in my days the 90s we used to like it's yeah. when they used to <laughs> sing about busting a calf off of a bitch's ass yeah. damn it it was poultry <laughs> <laughs> you know you know I'm becoming that condescending old man you know, yeah. like it's where you mentioned an obscure artist, like uh, you you don't know. Uh, give me one, Coolio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coolio. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> like uh, if you, if for example, Grateful Dead. If I don't know one of their songs, some older man yeah. will be like, "How dare you? That's one of their best songs." How yeah. do you damn kids today? And now, if I hear someone in their early twenties is like, I mentioned, uh, you don't know Space Hog is like, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm becoming that guy. I'm becoming that condescending prick. You know what we learned, those of us who were Grateful Dead fans, mm-hmm. where they were arrogant like they go, you don't know, yeah. trucking, are you crazy? Yeah. Is that we introduced too many people to it, and then the concerts went from like 10,000 people where you could run into like 100,000 people. You couldn't get anywhere near the band, mm. you know, so it, they became like too popular. They even at one point said, we're, we're like a little too popular, you know. So uh, when someone doesn't know something, I just go, good, because, you know, I don't want to be contending with them for tickets. Yeah. <laughs> So, Stick uh, to the small venues. So you know what I saw? I watched the rock and roll. Ro- rock and roll. I watched the rock and roll. Rock and roll. I watched the rock and roll. Mm. Mm. Uh, I watched the rock and roll Hall of Fame the other night because mm-hmm. we don't leave the house anymore. Yeah. So uh, and uh, uh, this was a chore to get up and come here. Mm. Um, and Tupac, and I'll get his last name right. Shakur. Shakur. Tupac Shakur was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now, they, they should just call it the Music Hall of Fame. They should just call it the Music Hall of Fame now, yeah. Because, I mean, rap is so distinctly different. It's like the difference between, say, bluegrass music and um, and uh, opera. Yeah. You know? I mean, look, there, there's, there's always some sort of core that is similar in anything that's popular. But do you think Tupac Shakur should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Um... I don't really give a shit. You don't care. It, it's because it, they should just call it the Music Hall of Fame. Mm. It, it, At the same token, they also um, they also did. Uh, dang, why am I I'm blank? Hold on, Amy. Amy. Better. Amy Dawson is saying something that makes sense. She goes, "Rappers make good money on Law and Order." <laughs> so, you know, Law and Order. A lot of people don't realize Law and Order had one of uh, the most popular comics in uh, one of the best comics in America at one time, and one of the best uh, uh, rap artists at one time, both on the show. Yeah. Uh, um, um, Ice. I, I always. Uh, Ice. Ice T. And Ice T. Yeah. And Richard yeah, Belzer. Richard Belzer. Richard Belzer was a. And there, there are there are people who do not realize. Uh, and you know what? It's it's not it's not like you don't know. Richard yeah. Belzer was at one time was considered the king of New York comics. He was yeah. the uh, he was the MC at. Um, God, what was it? And you know, if there's any any comics in my era that uh, mm-hmm. came up out of New York because they came up out of LA. That no, it was either the comic strip, wasn't the comic strip. That's where Seinfeld and all those guys started. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Stand up New York, uh, uh, one of the, uh, the the important comedy clubs in New York of that era. He was the house MC 
and just destroyed. Yeah. You know. Uh, nah, he's a legend, man. That and then Ice T yeah. was a, a gangster rapper, and then ends up playing a cop for most of his makes most most of his money playing a cop. Yeah. On Law and Order. I think. So, it's just generations you know you grow up with somebody and you know what they were and then they become something else like uh i was th- i was yeah. i was gonna i was gonna be this now i'm that yeah yeah i remember ice t when he was a gangster then there was a generation that knows him as the cop and now the younger generation knows him from ice t and coco that reality show they yeah, have yeah yeah that's kind of pathetic yeah, it's pretty yeah uh, but you know what we were saying this about about uh, ice t he hmm. is uh, he he loves his wife he does. He's, he's not one of those. He's actually, you know, Ice T. I think that was a big, uh, the big difference between Ice T and say uh, Tupac yeah. Shakur. Uh, um, I just want to say that name right. <laughs> Shakur. Tupac Shakur. <laughs> Who's that? What's his name? Tapic Shakur. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't. Does he play the dope, bro? I don't get that, Tupac. <laughs> Tupac. Yeah. What's his name? Tupac. Yeah. Um, no, Tupac, and the other one, big size and little size. What's his name? <laughs> Ice T figured out that once you make it. You get the hell out of the hood. Yeah. He didn't worry about his street cred. You know, like if I'm living in Beverly Hills, while well, I lose my street cred, he goes, fuck it, I'm moving to Beverly he's, Hills. He was a businessman. And that's yeah. uh, some rappers like LL Cool J had the same, he, same mentality. LL Cool J treats his brand like a business. Uh, and he has his family and his wife. Yeah, he yeah. makes songs like, girl, I want to love you all night, whatever the fuck he says. But yeah. like, he, he's still, he's faithful to her. Yeah. And then he's just focused on this business. He has a workout exercise book that he's selling with yeah. trips on how to eat and all that. They, they they put out an image. That's why I don't take yeah. rappers that ser- that seriously when they when they say something. I, I'm like, it's an image. There's a that's what they're selling. They're selling that image, but that's not who they are in their home. That Ja Rule's in a little trouble right now. Yeah, well, he uh, couldn't get out of the image. He's uh, yeah, but he did. Was he the one who tried to put on the festival in the Bahamas and yeah, and it just it turned into a big nightmare. Yeah, I didn't read into that. Like, what exactly happened? Uh, he was putting on a big festival, and it was supposed to be kind of exclusive. It cost you a lot of money to go. Mm-hmm. Some people paid anywhere between ten and two hundred fifty thousand dollars to attend this festival, and the whole thing collapsed. Right, and was uh, they ran out of Cheez-Its? They ran. They, they were down to serving people Cheez-Its. <laughs> you know, you're paying all this money to go to this kind of exclusive high-end yeah. music festival with all these uh, main artists, yeah. and the artists started canceling. And uh, well, he probably didn't have the money. I th- I think uh, he owes the IRS a shitload of money. Oh, right uh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why, how are you gonna? I don't Maybe know. he saw that as his way out, yeah. but it, it collapsed in on him further. Yeah, but you got to provide. I mean, uh, it, yeah, I can't throw a buffet at my house. I only got like two bananas at home. You know, can have a banana buffet. Yeah, Matter of fact, I hear that's what goes on at your house. Yeah, for <laughs> 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 I get it. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> then, you know what? They could be your first comedy album. Yeah, banana buffet. Banana buffet. <laughs> 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 so man, we gotta uh, we gotta wrap it up. Uh, uh, we would have uh, you're more welcome to stick around as we continue on if talk- you if you so desire. I, I want to talk about bananas. You want to talk about bananas? <laughs> you know we're gonna we're gonna take a break uh. and then we come back at the top of the hour. Uh, we should have Jerry Roca from Rick Brunson's House of Comedy uh, tell you about all the cool things in the next segment. Before that, we will tell you about all the cool things going on in and around town in the exciting world of stand up comedy in the Greater Phoenix area. Uh, and we'll be doing all that when we come back. Right now, we're taking a little break on This American Podcast on ComedySchoolRadio.com. Yeah.